bring you a special report. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. And now that we're in Pariah, I am El Puba. Uh, de- <laughs> decadence and debauchery for everyone. That's right. It was so funny. We started talking about, you know, we're like, start talking about Westworld. I was like, we could like record this. <laughs> That's right. Save it for the pod. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. Once again, we are hunkered in the bunker, which sounded a little bit dirtier to me last time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, given the episode that we just watched, um, like I said, debauchery for everyone. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the episode that uh, if you had followed any of the press releases about Westworld, that you know there had kind of been some controversy about how much nudity and things like that were going to happen in this scene. And it's basically like if you, I think. They have requirements. If you have an HBO show, it's going to get pretty graphic. Well, at one point I thought I was watching uh, Showtime Spartacus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's what one is Star? Stars has something that's really. Uh, or maybe it's. Maybe that is. Maybe, maybe it that is, is Stars. Stars. I know yeah. it's like some kind of Roman. Yeah. There's one of those shows. There's Spartacus it, it, and there's like a couple spinoffs, I think, that were real popular at one yeah, time. Yeah, one of those is even worse than this. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, we're getting into Westworld episode five, season one. We're halfway halfway there, you know. We're we're we only have five episodes left this season. I'm already I'm upset thinking about it. Well, what was funny is we have a private chat going with the group, and unfortunately, the other two couldn't make it tonight. Um, only for the hardcore people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But uh, I was. Um, you know me, Mr. Conspiracy, and how uh, the previous episode they had the uh, uh, the Indians had a god that they looked up to, and I was talking to Seth, and I was like, "Oh, what about this picture?" And I like shot this outer space man that's like in this old <laughs> Spanish like carving. Oh, yeah. I was like, "It's the Matrix. It's not reality." Yeah, we got a we got a rainy man here. Um, so, oh, I saw they released a lot of the Westworld music we've been enjoying on it. They're, now it's there's a few songs out on iTunes you can buy. Like I love the acoustic, Paint It Black, and nice. Uh, um, but it's on Spotify too, so I know you listen to that. I, yeah, I was thinking, so you can just listen to it on there. Oh, pull that up. I know we have this huge, massive Nashville playlist that my wife pulls up all the time. <laughs> the uh. So we're just going to get into it here, break down episode five, and... I will say, after I watched this episode, I was like, what the f... You know? <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what just happened? There was a lot of great scenes, you know? So wait, let's get a, do it official. Westworld! Westworld! Party time! Excellent! <laughs> Okay, so the I, will, I will say my wife went out in the front room to watch us. I had the bedroom all to myself. Okay, and because we have one of those Roku TVs, which I love, and as soon as I can, I'm going to replace my front TV with the Roku TV. It's so slick and easy. I love it. But anyway, not like sponsored by Roku. Yeah, <laughs> it was late at night, and she was on the couch watching something, and I come out of the bedroom going, "Wow, that was a really good episode." <laughs> So the title was Contrapasso, which I said before refers to Punishment of Souls in Dante's Inferno. Or Purgatory, which please don't tell me this is going to be lost. Well, Again. it seems like the deeper they're going into the the game, it's the different levels of hell. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I could yeah. totally see that. It, well, 
we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, where you are in the park is how meaty it's going to get. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing that I was wondering too, like based on <clears throat> that previous, the um, original timeline or whatever, uh, the past, um, is it things get more realistic the farther you go in? Yeah, well, I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. We uh, and when we say timelines, like Michael just referenced, again, I want to make it clear: I'm not. These aren't all separate timelines. It's the same timeline. It's just past, present. You know, it's a, it's not time travel. You it's know? not the Flash. Yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> this is so. It's all chronological. You know, um, and we we may have got a more concrete line on a third timeline, which I will describe um for those that can't see my eyes just got really big (laughs) did you not hear it when his eyes hit the table okay so for the first time we start out not on dolores's face you know i guess they couldn't oh yeah they couldn't do that think about that couldn't do that for the whole series you know so um this time we start with ford in the basement talking to old bill the second uh animatronic basically i said they say dolores is the first but He's the second one, the real, really old style. I say he hasn't model. he hasn't had the upgrades. That oh Morris no, it's has. really great because you see how they've advanced. How you can uh, they'll continue a conversation with you, but he just has very generic answers, you know, to ask you to tell a story, and that's a that's a great story, you know. It's nothing specifically pertaining to what you just said. Yeah, you can see the the way they interact with them originally, which. Um, now I think I know what you're talking about with the third timeline, but go on. So he asks Ford to tell him a story and he, he says, he tells one about the saddest thing he ever saw when in his childhood, they adopted, which with Ford, like you don't know either to like him or hate him or like, cause it like, it switches with every little thing he says. It, It sounds like he is, is such a genius manipulator. Like, you don't know how you're supposed to feel. Yeah, we don't have enough information yet to know whether he's good, totally good or totally bad or something in between. But he's talking about adopting a racetrack greyhound when he was a kid. And, you know, the greyhound was used to making a loop on a track and chasing the rabbit. An and, infamous loop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that once, you know, they got it, one time, you know, they let it off the leash, le- the leash, and it chased down a cat. And it, you know, having finally caught what it was after this whole time, it didn't know what to do with it. It just killed it. So and uh, everyone looked in horror. Yeah, it's the obvious metaphor to these hosts. I assume, you know, they go on their loops, and what if, you know, someone like Dolores is searching for something more, and what's she going to do when she finds it? Is she going to know what to do with it? You know, or is there going to be death? Um, so he said, you know, it's it's the it's about keeping the hosts in their loops, like a greyhound on a track. That's the right thing to do. So then we go to past, present. We don't know. <laughs> Dolores standing in a graveyard by herself. But now that we're talking about multiple multiple places in time. Sometimes I am not going to be able to pinpoint exactly when something was, but she's standing in the graveyard by herself outside Pariah. She has a flash memory of the church 
which I believe is the third timeline I'm talking about. Uh, this is, uh, I'll just go and lay it out. I think there's a time, there's the present area where the Ed Harris is the man in black. There's the past where we have Will and Logan and her traveling in Pariah. And then we have further back than that. And that third further back is when Arnold died. Right. Which we're told this. That's when the church was and such, you know. So she uh, she hears a voice. Is it Arnold? You know, saying, find me. You know, and she says, show me how. Um, now we see that, that timeline with, you know, with her and Will and Logan. And they're all in the graveyard outside Pariah. And, you know, the further away you get from Sweetwater, which is the center of Westworld, you get, uh, it gets a little more exciting. Um, Logan and William are talking about how their comp- their company is scouting the park as a buyout opportunity because it's hemorrhaging cash. So this, this pariah may be great, but it costs a lot to enjoy this part of the park. And, you know, they're gonna, they're becoming involved with it. Um, and he starts talking about the partnership that was right before the park opened, referring to Ford and Arnold. And that one of them killed themselves. He doesn't know the guy's name and never even saw a picture of him. But we saw a picture, didn't we? In the third episode, we saw what we thought was a picture of Ford and Arnold, but you know, we don't, we don't know how true that is. And I have a little thought about that at the end, but the, we, uh, Basically, he's referring to that, so that's we we get we know that that is before this. Wouldn't it be a weird twist if Arnold and Ford are switched? I mean, I've heard people uh, say that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that you know. I almost don't want to even mention some of these. It's hard <laughs> enough keeping my own theories in check. Which I did do a search uh, last night. There's like three podcasts out there on the. Um, or on the Podbean network that is related to Westworld. There's a million of them. There really is. If you go on iTunes, there's probably 30 Westworld podcasts yeah. going on. This is the one with the truth, I'm telling you. <laughs> Seriously, I've listened to the other ones. Not all 30. Okay. So, there is this group of confederados who are the call themselves the army of new virginia and they're like the southern army refusing to accept accept the result of the war and as soon as you get into this town it's just everything is so dirty like it looks like i mean just the lowest of the lowest yeah this is debauchery like you said uh, it's finest we skip to the present you know men, the man in black is with lawrence dragging him around by his noose he's got teddy on a horse and, you know, they had pulled him off of the tree with the vulture, and we are, we're not sure where they're headed. And Lawrence says that, um, he says that Teddy and Wyatt are friends. So the man in black is like, that's why I need him. That's why he took Teddy. He, he needs Teddy to be able to get him to Wyatt. Um, and he's asked Lawrence if he believes in fate. They have to stop because uh, Teddy's not going to make it. Um, Man of Black mentions there's a path for everyone, and your path, and he's talking to Lawrence, your path leads you back to me. Now, I'm going to bring that up later. Uh, but anyway, he says, you, you, you know why I keep you around? And, and 
he starts calling him names. Lawrence does, and he's like, basically that you, you know, we we used to be friends, and you will talk to me like nobody would talk to me the way you talk to me in my life now. Nobody would dare talk to me like you do, and I kind of like it, you know. Saying maybe in a past life people would. Well, that there's something in this episode that really talks about that later. So I'm keeping my mouth shut for the time being. <laughs> yeah, well, um, they stop, and all of a sudden that boy is there. Which what, what do you think about that? I feel like it's a. Um... Like in those games, like when you go up to a healer or like a, or you can upgrade and things like that. Like I feel like it's almost like a save point or something. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, I I totally get that. I get it. Did have that feel to it. It's like this is at this tree. The boy is there. Yeah, and, you know, and he's yeah. like there to be your servant. Like if whatever you need or yeah, I honestly don't know. It's a that we kind of think that's a surrogate there of Ford. Um, you know, it's like a host version of him. Yeah, as a kid, I kind of went over earlier. I I don't you know I don't know, but. And that's one thing, like, with this episode, it made me wonder, is there more of the same character running around in the different areas of the... Mm. like? Okay. Some people have said that. Is because, there multiple versions? Yeah, because there's nothing to say that that wouldn't be a possibility if they're all in these loops to their coordinated effort, because that would be a thing, like, if they got off their loop... Yeah. And ran into them, they would have like a malfunction or whatever, seeing each other. But as long as they stayed in their loop, they would be able to use this, as far as I would call it stock footage, they'd mm. be able to reuse that over and over again, you would think. it could. There could be something like that. I don't think there is, but we've got five, at least five seasons of the show to happen. If, if I could easily see that coming into play in another season. Like we find out there's multiple versions of them or something, but I don't feel like that's in this what's happening now. Obviously during these timelines or past, present, whatever, they are having different roles than they were versus one versus the other. Oh yeah. They could play. Yeah. They could play a totally different um, personality. Um, So anyway, Teddy won't, isn't going to make it. He's going to die. So the man in black needs to do something about it. And he, he sends the boy for water. He gives him the canteen and says, you know, go down to the creek and fill it up with water. And Lawrence is like, I I filled up the water bag earlier, you know, and, and Man in Black dumps it out. And he kind of comments on the boy that he's too small. And so, you know, <laughs> and you realize after we see what happens, the yeah. boy's too small to use. He doesn't have enough blood to fix Teddy. You know, so he... Like that was like, you're like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... He tells Lawrence, I enjoyed our time. We used to be friends. But the path that brought you here wasn't for me. It was for Teddy. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here. So he kills Lawrence to keep Teddy alive. He said, sorry, Lawrence. I guess I'll see you on the other side. And I was like, what does that mean? On the other side, you know, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, I'm, <laughs> that was just like stuck out to me. Like, okay, if you're planning on making this hardcore mode where you can die and you could, you know, are you going to see Lawrence, a host, on the other side? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> the, you've, you've confounded me. <laughs> I don't know. See, I just took that as like they would come get him and restart him or whatever, and he would see him again. Totally, but, totally possible. Yeah, but and, and it was people have a theory about that. What I thought was interesting is basically he gave Teddy a, a blood transfusion, so. 
are we saying they all run the same fluid? Yeah, I like, mean, I mean, what, they what, use, do they ne- do they need to have different types of blood? Yeah. I highly doubt it. They all run on the same uh, well, mobile, j- mobile one, yeah, <laughs> synthetic blend, right? <laughs> so, but that was unique because they because that's one that I thought was really interesting of him talking about going into. He opened up one of them before, and there was all these little, like it made it sound like it was much more robotic at one time. Yeah, yes, he he did, and. We'll get back to that. But he, uh, we flash to, this is also this timeline. We got the two body shop workers, the doofuses we compared to, um, the stormtroopers. <laughs> and this is the present. Yeah. This is, this is, I, I think it's very, you know, okay. very in line with the timeline with Man in Black and Maeve, you know, and they're, uh, they're in and, there. And this is one of the reasons why I think there's more than one of them. Like different versions of them running around is this scene coming up here? Okay, why? Because the um, what's that character's name with the bullet hole? Maeve. Maeve. Okay, because they take her out and he's messing around and she comes right back in. It's just like every it day. Seems like oh, you know she may die. Any any these are multiple days that are happening. The man in black's been traveling for days and days. But she it, may die every day. But it seemed like that happened. Like. Right back to back. I agree. It's the way that scene played out with him messing with the bird, and like, it, I mean, I it could be. It could I get be, what you're saying. Yeah, but it just seemed like he's like her again. Like, there's more than one copy of them, yeah. okay. and it, it could be like if there's more than one copy of them in the same as the same person. Like uh, every time they're resetting the episode. Like if that person's not ready yet, they got to put out one of its duplicates. It could still hold the same the same computer system consciousness in each one, just like swapping it out from body to body. If that was a possibility, it, it could be. I think that a lot of these that you know that they each of their loops is not the same length. It's not like we said before, like Groundhog Day. Every day is the same day. It's like one one of them may have a loop that lasts for weeks. You know, a, a a customer can be there for four weeks, so I could easily see that a host would have that long of a loop. Start out as this kind of character and go through and all the things that would happen to them if they, you know, interact with them or not. So anyway, we, we find out these two guys, body shop workers, working on the, the host. Their names are Sylvester and Felix. Is that is that mean? you see anything with that? you recognize those names at all? Well, Sylvester and Tweety, and he's like playing with a bird, right? And, and there's also yeah. Felix the cat. Felix the so cat. They're both the named cat. after cats. <laughs> yeah, okay, like, yeah. You know, I, I don't know whether <laughs> I wasn't sure what that meant, unless we're like, okay, they're just it just could bring to mind multiple lives, you know, you know, multiple mind, loops of your lives. life, you know. I don't know either that sure. or the producers was like. Let's just give them something weird. Or what? What about this? What if we're saying like the the Greyhound Dolores is the Greyhound, or Maeve's the Greyhound, and when they finally get out, what what are they going to do to that cat? You know, what are they going to do to these humans like Sylvester and Felix? Kill them? No. I don't. That's know. a that's a much deeper level with that. But so, like just for that reason, I just wanted to be something that means nothing. Right. That the director and producers were like, ah, we'll just give them these names right. and oh, they'll go down rabbit holes with them. Yeah, you know they do that because they know Seth's out there. He is going <laughs> to make something up. 
So we, who cares if these guys live or die anyway? They do, they're like the worst techs that ever came along. They do the crappiest job. They don't, they don't supposedly don't remember to even put them in sleep mode half the time. They leave bullet fragments in them. It's like, what, they're not doing the job. Like when I'm on the website looking, it says specifically about that job. They are not to leave bullet fragments in, you know, the hosts and things like that. And these guys are doing it apparently. And, you know, not finishing the job up to par. We hear, uh, Sylvester say he's got a redhead for his break in the VR tank. And I was like, what the, the VR tank? Okay. Well, I, I saw an interview with, you know, Jonathan Nolan, the, you know, the maker of the show. He says, what we're hinting at there is that the Westworld Park is for the folks in the world who have money. And then for everyone else, you have an evolution of the VR that we have in our own world. You know, right now we've got it just come for video games. It's getting bigger. Um, and this is like a more advanced version of that. You know, I, I bet like it's probably where like a v, VR tank where you would like have your head and everything and you're like submersed. Yeah. I mean, it's probably way more realistic than yeah. what, what VR is. It's advanced past what it is now. And he's going to go have a little sesh with a redhead that he's got for break time. But, but this is this is allowed. This is, you know, yeah. we find out later some of them are doing things that they're not allowed to do. But <laughs> right now, VR, that that's that's cool. Sylvester's not doing anything wrong. And then while but while he's gone, Felix, you know, gets up in the cabinet and he's got this bird up there. Um and we at that time we don't really see what he's doing. It we'll refer to the bird as Tweety since you brought that yeah, up. Tweety. <laughs> anyway, but we know that it's it's mechanized because um you know, I, I looked online. They've, they've said, you know, only the flies are real. Everything else, every else, bird. every bird and um, animal in Westworld is, you know, fake. It's a, it's robotic. But the the flies are real, if that matters. Well, because that was one thing I thought of on whether or not the animals were real or not on some level because they could – they couldn't control them 100% of the time versus if they were hosts as well. All right. So we flash back to the Man in Black and Teddy, and Teddy, you know, he's got some blood. Man in Black, you know, is talking to him, and Teddy wants mercy. Wait a minute. (laughs) Back up for a second. Since I'm Mr. Conspiracy, that would be one way to think of if we wanted to go down rabbit holes and say, like, versus real life, like, the animals and, like, the birds and all that stuff, they don't have the complexity of their computer programming like the hosts do, the humanoids. And you could say the same thing for applying that to us in real life. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) So Teddy wants mercy. He feels terrible. And and Man in Black's like, you used to be beautiful. He's He's like, when this place first opened, he says, I opened one of you guys up. And like you said, there was a billion perfect pieces. He's like, it made that, it sound like it was mechanical. Right, much more mechanical, and it seemed like sturdier, basically. Then they started adding on this flesh and bone. And it was cost-effective, was why. Your humanity, he said, it was cost-effective, but so is your suffering. Which that makes you think like they're almost being cloned. I, well, you're digging into that DNA thing. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, and, and I think there is something to that. I, I, I just feel like, you know, even... Early on in the process, 30 years ago, they used this blood and stuff. 
over top, but maybe now there's there, there's more to it now. There's more blood in there, I guess, more flesh and blood. You know, it's more cost effective. They were they we just heard Will and Logan say in the past that they're hemorrhaging money. You know, they need to do something to the design to you know or do something to the world. They're going to invest in this world and make it better, run smoother. And when I say when I say cloning, I don't mean like they grow a baby and like I, I'm saying they use like the DNA cells to clone a humanoid, and then there's a, a transition from humanoid to robotic where right. they're, they've obviously transcended that technology. Yeah, that's definitely a theory that's out there that that'll come into play. Um, we, uh, Oh, okay. Well, well, so what I, I know I was going to say that will, I think obviously we've, we've heard the man in black say that back then he opened one up. So I would say in the next few episodes, coming up. we're going to see will opening up one. If you know, I, we say, will is the man in black. He's going to be doing that. Literally opening up a yeah. can off. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's going to open somebody up and look at all their mechanical pieces. Um, so the man in black says the magic words he needs to get. Teddy motivated. Said Wyatt. I just the- love the way you like. He just looks like he's on death death's door and just like immediately perks up. Yeah. Wyatt took Dolores. Okay. And you know, Man in Black just laughs. You know, like, yep, I said the magic word. So they grab the water canteen from the kid and tell him that someone will be coming to pick up Lawrence. You know, they'll collect him. Don't worry about it. So then we go back to the past. And Dolores is standing there looking at this guy in a casket at night. And we don't recognize him. She's kind of, I, I feel like he's going to be somebody maybe from church time, you know, that time. I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to come up. But from the original. Because she's story. like remembering the slaughter in the church. You see like people dying everywhere at that moment. And Will starts talking to her and about the, re- he mentions the real world. And she, like, picks up on it. She asks what he means by that. And he, he said, you shouldn't notice that. I thought you weren't supposed to notice things that would call into question your existence. You know, and she just, she said, you know, the whole world is calling to her. You know, and then she, she sees a vision of herself walking in this Day of the Dead parade or whatever they're doing there. And, you know, is this one is this one of the to- loops that she came through here? She was walking in this parade? Well, we don't know, but she starts following, you know, the vision. And then she, you end up, you hear Ford's voice telling her she's going to enter a, dream, a dreamless slumber. Well, they are really messing with us right here because now we go to the present and they're trying, you know, and he is talking to her in the lab. You know, he's, she's sitting there naked because when Ford talks to him, they don't get to be in cl- clothes like Bernard or Arnold, you know, it's, he he's he so clinical them as he, they are right they're just a machine to him and he and but they're trying to imply to us they're trying to, anybody that is still believing in this one this is all happening at the same time he's they're feeding into that like this is the same time as the past when william and them and there and it's not i'm not falling which for it. this time i was very looking very closely to his surroundings and he was obviously in the basement yeah i i don't know I don't because, like, so. when you see Bernard, I honestly don't. I, I honestly disagree. 
I think this looks more like the main floor where they've been talking to him with other people. There's just nobody there. Well, the reason why I say the basement is because he looks up and there's water leaking down. Oh, okay. And they said that originally in the first episode with the basement when they open it up or access it or whatever, there's all this water that comes out. So that means me makes me think that oh, he, yeah. he's either on that level or a level lower because whenever Bernard is interacting with the hosts, it seems very clean. Yeah. And so there was like little things like that. Mm. So maybe that's oh, I, I, yeah, there's definitely Bernard's the past versus it could be the exact same room. Yeah, there's definitely no but, nobody there, you know. Yeah. You know it, I don't think it to, it's a big deal. Where he is, but you know, because it, I, it's not the same ta- time yeah. as when Arnold's doing it. But anyway, he he is. Uh, I want to make sure where I'm at. But that would make like give another uh, reaction to it being different times because when he's talking to them like that, it, there's water coming down and stuff. And when Bernard's yeah. talking to her, if it's right. the same room, it looks like pristine, right. like everything's nice and clean. Yeah, you're you're right. That's a good way to pick up on that and see so that I'm, we are. I'm wondering if that that's that is what that is. Yeah, so. I, that makes sense to me. So anyway, he he asks her where she's at. She's in a dream. She always says she's in a dream. If we end up finding out that this is all a dream, I'm gonna be ticked off because they have said that like a thousand times. I'm in a dream. I'm in a dream. <laughs> what show was that? Dallas or yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bobby's been alive all along, or whatever happened. Anyway, the you know, I I just feel like that in a dream is supposed to be how they explain why she's why they're in where they are. You know, so she anything she remembers from this is supposed to just be a dream. And again, like the subtle acting that goes on here is so creepy on so many different levels. Yeah, she he says, yeah, you're in a dream, mine. You know, and he. He says, are you dreaming of leaving your modest loop? And, and then he says, tell me, Dolores, do you remember the man I used to be? And I think this is them messing with us again. And he says, I'm sure you remember him, Arnold, the person that created you. And they are trying to make us think that he's saying he was Arnold. Don't fall for it, listeners. Well, I didn't read it that way. I read it as when he first went into this, he was a much more idyllic person. And that through everything that he's seen, he's more cynical now. So I didn't read that as that's Arnold. Well, g- good. But, but the way he said those two lines together, yeah. but you remember who I used to be? And he says, you you must remember him, Arnold. Yeah. And I was like, okay, don't try to mess with me because it's he's not Arnold. I don't believe that. So he starts, then he, he does start talking, referring to Arnold in the third person. And he said, and he's like, Talking about her her memory, he says somehow under all those updates, he's still in there, perfectly preserved. Like he's not able to get her to not still think of Arnold, you know. And she, he asks her. It's almost like there's a firewall blocking yeah, like, his access to it. Yeah, and he he asks if Arnold's been speaking to her, and she she's like no, and he's like squeezing her hand, you know, and she's like you're hurting me, you know. And she's like no, it, I haven't talked. I haven't heard from him since the day he died, 34 years ago, 42 days and seven hours. You know, so there's your, when Arnold died, pre, I believe pre-William and Logan, in the furthest back timeline. 
Now, do you think that is when the incident happened, or do you think it happened with? William yeah, that's Logan? just it. Where before I was like the past is because they the said incident. thirty years ago, and that's thirty-four yeah, years ago. Well, thir- referring to thirty yeah. could be, you know, roughly. They could just be saying that. Now we know exactly thirty-four years ago, Arnold died. Okay, well, is that? I, I assume that that is pre-William, and that is probably when the incident happened with the church and all that, that in the very furthest back part. Um, we'll try to break that down a little bit later, but the, um, she's had no contact since then, but that he wanted her to help him destroy this place. And, you know, Ford's like, if you had took a bigger role, would it be hero or villain? And, you know, you're kind of wondering, you know, is she going to, would she be good or bad? And she asked him, are we very old friends? And he says, no, I wouldn't say friends. I wouldn't say that at all. And he gets up and leaves. When he walks away, she speaks to someone and says he doesn't know. I didn't tell him anything. Now they're trying to make us believe that she's talking to Arnold. And in a sense, I think she is, but Bernard. I think she's talking to Bernard. I, I don't know. Michael, my brain's so twisted up at this point. <laughs> you know, like well, saying, this whole episode was so off the rails that, like, you were like, for even the deepest Westworld, you had to be stopping it like every five yeah. seconds, going, "Well, what's going on here? What does that mean? What is that? Oh, what? What's? Uh? Yeah, oh. he's saying he's say, he's saying that Arnold's still stuck in her head. Basically, she's talking to somebody, but if she is talking to Arnold, she lied to him. If she can do that, and but I, I think you know, she's more talking to Bernard, which is kind of like a surrogate Arnold now. Anyway, we'll move on so we don't get stuck there. Um, we go back to well, Felix. one thing that... We got stuck there. Yeah, we got stuck there. <laughs> the one thing I think of is almost like if you think of them as operating systems and how you know we're on Windows 10 as an example, there's probably still code in Windows 10 from going back to the original Windows program. Okay. So, it like, if you go with that analogy, there could be, like, a blocked-off sector from the original code that had, like, a backdoor. Like, you could you, you used to oh, be able yeah. to hack into Arnold could have something set up that you just can't, you just can't get past. So, I'm you thinking... You can't get rid of it. I'm thinking, like, there's a backdoor into her original programming that she can access that no one else can if, right uh, hopefully that made sense so we go back to felix working on the bird he's trying to get it to fly again he's programming you know he's sitting there that, typing trying to get that it. when they bring the um maven nope okay now it sylvester comes in he's back from his break and he's like what are you doing oh, with this like bird out. yeah and he's like he goes down and grabs the bird and it bites him and he's like okay you're you know, practicing code. I get what you're doing. You're trying to get like a better job, basically saying you, you know, I could do this if I just practice work on these birds, you know, I could do something bigger. And actually I think you're right. I think they do bring Maeve in right then. Yeah. And he, and he's like, it's her. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you and, are that, right. and that right there, like, again, if these guys are hosts too, they're stuck in a loop and he's trying to break the loop. If, you know, if you were going to say that, Wow, they're and, hosts too. 
and him like this is a complicated complicated enough episode without <laughs> you doing that i think they're all freaking us but <laughs> know, that right there is because the redhead is like trying to keep him on his loop like right. he's trying to expand and he's trying to rein him in i get it so then we go back to the past they're in pariah we're just now getting there okay so slim the guy they picked up from the you know on their bounty they took him to his boss. He said, El Lazo is my boss. He'll pay more money than you would have got for the bounty. That's, you know, in the last episode. So they go there. El Lazo leans his head back, and it's so clean. So clean. So fresh. It's so clean. Lawrence. It's big old Lawrence. And it- well, that's what I mean, because, like, that's another thing to think of the different timelines is because every time we've seen him with the man in black, <laughs> That's true. He's like the way scuzzy. he's dressed and like he's rough and rugged and here he is like nice and clean and right. pristine for him. And his name, El Lazo, has, you know, different interpretations. It, it actually means lasso. Uh, it also means noose, which he's been wearing no. around. Been now wearing, they're just messing with right. us. <laughs> he, he's been wearing a noose around his neck, yeah. and it also means the loop. Oh, which geez. the loop keeps coming back. And at this and Lawrence point, Lawrence keeps coming back. Yeah, at this point, we have to go back to what I said earlier. Remember when the man in black said to Lawrence earlier in this episode, "Your path leads you back to me," and. He's saying that originally I was with you as Will back in the timeline we're in in there. See, he's meeting El Lazo. Will is with El Lazo. And now the man in black says, your path leads you back to me in the future to where they were when he had to kill Lawrence. Um, some people think, you know, that the people that think this is all happening at the same time, their theory is that he killed Lawrence, hung him from the tree, the people came and collected him, refurbished him, put him back into the loop, and he is starting his loop over as El Lazo and Pariah. Don't fall for it, Michael. You got that look on your face like you're falling. I, well, I don't buy that at all. There's too many discrepancies to, okay. but I could see why they would think that. Right. Don't cling to the. Don't cling to the one time <laughs> theory. So Logan wants introduced to the Confederados. You know those Southern. Guys, so it, El Lazo offers the. He's like, oh, let, you know, go to this sex party, basically. I just want to point out we're at almost 39 minutes. Just think if we had two other people here putting their two cents in it as well. <laughs> well, I'm sure that we'd give up some of our time. <laughs> so he offers this sex party, and Logan's like, now I do that all the time. That's like my life. I'm constantly zipping my pants up. You know, he's like, I don't want that. And Dolores has this memory flash of the church. And then she like looks almost possessed. Like she knows how to get this loop going. It's, a, it's a, almost like she's been through the loop before or something. She's She thinks, I know how to progress. And she says, we will get you what you want. And we find out that what he wants, Lawrence wants, is for them to rob a stagecoach. That, that's that's that reminds me of a game where it's like you go up to a character and you don't have enough badges or something and they say come back when you have this right and it's like she's been here before yeah. she's so the she one knows. that has it yeah she says i know what you want this okay so we're gonna go rob the stagecoach we find out that the union has nitroglycerin the confederados want it they can't go where it is so 
she gets she finally gets to change her clothes. That was a big deal, yeah. like super big deal, because that's what like in the um, opening credits you see a woman in black riding on a horse with a gun. Up to this point, I never thought that was Dolores until now. Yeah, we uh, and we're like, oh, what kind of hat is she going to be? A white hat or a black hat? Yeah. She's a gray brown hat. We don't know yet. <laughs> Nothing's yeah. ever black or white. There's only shades of gray. And she gets a gun. And Will Will says, you know, she's like, my father fought for the union. No, you know, she doesn't want to hurt them. And Will's like, don't you worry, we won't hurt those union soldiers. And so they jump jump them, and they're not going to shoot this this uh, wagon because there's nitroglycerin in it, you know. And the the union soldiers don't want it to happen either. But they get off, and Logan can't help himself, and he starts kicking the guy. And any heist, like we know, that's supposed to go over perfectly, there's always someone that screws it up. There's always a Logan. So Logan's kicking the Union guy, and they get in a fight, and ends up Slim gets shot, and he's dead. And then all of a sudden, William goes a little black hat. And William shoots some guy, turns around, and then there's another guy with his hands up, unarmed, and William blows him away. And we're like, okay, that is uncharacteristic of him but he he did it he's like you know i don't know what what in that that moment made him do that but he's starting to turn you know i think this is where he's he's slowly starting to turn to the man in black he's he's embracing this uh to do what you want i guess um logan's getting choked you know which here right here i'm wondering and this will probably come up but would the host actually have killed him if he would have not shot him because okay. they're not supposed to harm him? Well, the, the or ho- they were waiting for him to intervene to continue the story. Well, Logan's getting choked. The hosts are fighting back now. Yeah. They're for the the safe part of the park is Sweetwater. The further Which is that like they can interact and beat each other up, but they can't kill you. Or well, is there the, like the a, more a line? the further you travel away from the center of the park, the more intense the experience gets. You can get a little hurt out there, though not killed, supposedly. And according to Nolan, he says he equates it to the running of the bulls. He said, little known, before the running of the bulls in Pamplona, Spain, they have the running of the cows. And they don't have horns. And people go out there, that's sweet water. You run, you get the cows after you, you can't get hurt. It's all fun and games. You can still get trampled. Right. But if you want to get actually have a chance of getting hurt, even though there's you not that. super chance of getting yeah. seriously hurt, that's when you do the running of the bulls. You might even wait to start running until they let them go. Yeah. That's now we're getting into pariah. That's okay. what that is. But you're not supposed to be able to get serious like they would stop short of killing you. Okay. And so when William turns while Logan's getting choked, it is a very obvious reconstruction of the first episode William turns and points grabs pulls a gun with his right hand and turns and points and shoots that guy in the exact same pose that the man in black does when he's dragging Dolores away and Teddy's shooting him and pinging off his back of his jacket and he just turns around and pulls it with a gun out with his right hand looks back at Teddy and blows him away same thing I mean it is it's obvious they did that on purpose I don't mean it's obvious you should have caught it for sure but it is a reenactment. Now I gotta go back and look at that. <laughs> you should. So 
he uh, he you know he stops Logan from getting killed. Um, Dolores is basically like WTF. What the heck? You know why did you do that? You're just killing people. You know unarmed. But before they can really delve into it, they just leave that scene. Uh, all of a sudden they're back. They're turning in the nitroglycerin to Lawrence and the Confederados. And they're like, here, Slim died. You know, things got out of hand. Here's his body. And they bring out, Lawrence brings out some girls painted in gold, like Goldfinger, Pearl Mutter. <laughs> <laughs> so Logan's happy. Let's, you know, they're going to celebrate. Now we're in the present. Elsie, the little black haired chick. She is working on Bart, who's a naked drink-serving host with a perfectly normal-sized schlong. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Michael? Maybe in the Offenberger clan. <laughs> <laughs> and Bart cannot pour drinks correctly. He's miscalibrated by four centimeters or something. So anyway, while she's working on him, somebody is wheeling the stray by, the woodcutter. You know, from a couple episodes ago, you know, they're wheeling him by and she recognizes, hey, that's the guy that tried to kill me. Where, where are you going with him? And they're like, uh, to the incinerator. Well, then she's like, do we do, you know, she's, do we do that? Do we incinerate these? What's up? You know, so she's like, F this. And she goes after him. So she goes up to that uh, body shop worker named Destin. Well, in, she is new there too. Like that's something they've. Yeah, like I mean, I mean she's not new, new. But they brought her in. Ber- that, you know, she's not, Bernard's got her wanting to question things, but not too much. Yeah. Um. So she might not know everything that goes on every level, and of course, if they have a unit host that's not working properly and not fixable, well, they usually put them in cold storage. But I guess this guy doesn't have a head. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's like that would be beyond fixable. It's. What it, he smashed it seems his a head bit, in. You know, it seems like they could slap a new head on this guy. I don't know. At least she's checking into it. Yeah. So she goes up, up to that guy, Destin, who I don't think is na- I think that's his name, and that, there's no cat's name. That. That's what I, tr- I looked. His, I call him Dirty Boy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she uh, she confronts him. You know, she he's like, no, you can't you can't see this thing. And she's like, oh yeah, well here's this video of you like getting creepy necroperv. That's what I was gonna say. Like that was so like creepy because the unit that he was using was not active. The host so, was dead. Yeah, right. so it like it made you think of necrophilia. Right. Yeah, it's like it's cool to do what Sylvester does in the VR tank, but what Destin's doing is no. That's dirty. That's dirty, <laughs> dirty. dirty. So she gets some time alone with the woodcutter, and she finds a transmitter in his arm. And she's like, okay. She takes this and she runs to Bernard. And she's like, someone's using the host to smuggle data out of the park. And the woodcutter, we realized, wasn't climbing this rock to look at the stars. He was trying to get to the highest point to transmit this data. You know, so who programmed him to do that, Bernard? I, 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 and I don't know. You know, Bernard kind of blows it off, you know. So I feel like he has something to do with it or... We just don't have enough information, but there was, you know, we're finding out what's going on there. Somebody's trying to send information. I would probably guess that there it's the company since Ford has such an iron grip on the park that they have somehow like incorporated these devices to send data out. So they know 
like different lookout points or save know. points maybe yeah you can it'll never fail michael and i will have some theory to to answer any of this stuff. are we to the point where she where dolores pulls the thing out of her arm no okay i'll get there so now we're in the past so the reward for the nitroglycerin was an invite to this eyes wide shut gold paint orgy party uh, the password is Fidelio. <laughs> did you ever see Eyes Wide Shut? Yes, I did. <laughs> there was no masks, though. Or no, was there, there yeah. wasn't. I don't think yeah. so. But aren't we all wearing a mask, Michael? Oh, I wear several. <laughs> but the song this time uh, that they make, you know, into Old Western is Nine Inch Nails, Something I Can Never Have. I recognized it right away. That's off of the appropriately titled Pretty Hate Machine, which it, it is... A great Nine Snails album. It's also the one with the that song Hurt, the Johnny Cash cover that we were talking yeah. about a couple weeks ago. But anyway, that's plan. The Confederados are sitting there. They're not even interested in sex, that guy. He, he's saying even better than that is war. That's the next step. That's what pariah gets you. you I've, go just, be- I've got to disagree, but continue with the storyline. <laughs> oh, you think sex is better than war? Oh, or? yes. Sex, love, any day of the week. <laughs> He's, you disagree with this southern guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, obviously. but the, we're- Actually, I, I took that as that he got his becker shot off in the war or something. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's basically saying this is the next level. You can get... You can go to the Mariposa and Sweetwater and go up to the room with Clementine or Maeve if you want that. But here in Pariah, Pariah the next step after an orgy party is war. Yeah. If you really want to get, you know, get involved in something serious. To me, I did sit there and like, I was like reading the character's bio, like in my head thinking, I was like, okay, so something happened to you that you're not able to perform any of these acts. So you have to gloss it over with this bravado about war. I was like, I was like writing his uh, uh, backstory, yeah, yeah, his bio. So Will's not into any of it. He's just sitting there shaking his head at it. And then they kind of get into it, Logan and Will. And Logan says, "You're no this threat was a to good me." Scene. He's like, "You're no threat to me. I picked you for executive vice president at our company because you're no threat. Because you're a lackey." And Will's like, "What?" You know, he's like, he's like thinking, I, you know, I heard that. He's like, no, I picked you because you're, you're nobody. You're thinking of this like rags to riches kind of guy that worked his ass off, and And that's what it is. That's what Will is. You know, he he came from nothing, and he worked worked his way up. He thinks in this company, and now he's finding out he got picked because he he was not a threat. He's like, Logan's like, my sister probably picked you for the same reason because you're just nothing. And it, and he's like, but, uh, you know, I earned it. And, you know, Logan's like, whatever. You know, the day you came in in that old suit and applied for this and we gave you that job, that was your stupid best day ever, basically. And it's nothing to me. I would have so punched him. <laughs> and then we have to flash back in this episode to remembering the man in black, talking to Lawrence how he liked hanging out with his old friend Lawrence because he'd tell him like it is. Because nobody would talk to him nowadays the way people did in a past life. Yeah. So we see Dolores. Have we got to the point? I know I'm going to do the, I do this a lot, but where he he says only friends call me Lawrence. 
Because there's a part in that yes. show where he... Yes, we're getting there. Okay. We're, talking, we're going to get to everything. Okay. So Dolores goes to the tarot card reader. And she's having visions and stuff. She sees a card with the maze and kind of chaotic there. She's the tarot card reader back and forth. She finds the thread, pulls at it on her arm and starts, you know, it, are, is this saying she's got a transmitter in her arm? You know, it, it's the same type of thing. What's that strand, like to me, almost look like similar to like a guitar string or, or a like, piano string or a piano string oh, yeah. or like there are so <laughs> Player piano string there are so like m- different metaphors you could have gone with like from pinocchio to i mean it's yeah she she sees she leaves there and she sees slim you know the de- the guy that got killed um and we see that lawrence is filling slim up with nitroglycerin and then he's filling up the bottles with tequila. And he's basically screwing William and Logan over. Now, yeah. since we're all into the labels, I did not catch that. Did they show the label of the tequila bottles or anything? They did. Yeah. I, I didn't look at that. Well, you know, I, I remember the nitroglycerin bottles. With I guess the, maybe that's the yeah, I do. I do remember that. I don't remember. But so she she runs and tells Will, you know, and, and he he's like – Will is so disenchanted at this point. He just had got this talking to by Logan and he's like, Oh great. Yeah. You're coming to me now, Dolores. And you're going to tell me, okay, now I've got to go take care of that. You know, obviously I'm just a puppet, you know, getting drug everywhere around here. I got to follow this stupid storyline and he's, he's getting ticked off and, and she, she's, you know, all of a sudden gets real emotional and serious with him. And she, she's like, no, we can get out. And she kisses him and she's, she's like saying this voice in her head says that she needs him to, to find a way out. You know, it seemed like, did she just turn that on because she really, she needs him for what, you know, the path she's on and this is all BS, you know, or does she really have feelings for him? You know, I thought she had feelings for Teddy. I can't keep track of, you know, of this, of her. You know, it just seemed like real was when she was on her loop. Now that she's off her loop, she has this flood of different emotions that she doesn't know how to react to. Okay. So they're all. But I, I'm more inclined to think it's very similar to the, to the fact it, it, it's, it's leading to the fact that you want to keep the customer on entertained. On, yeah. On the rails. Yeah. We only have so many things to offer. This is the storyline. So this guy is all of a sudden, you know, seeing behind, you know, seeing the wizard behind the curtain and he's like, eh, you know, he's not into it. So she, Turns on the emotion in. a little bit, and now she, yeah, exactly, she sucks him back in. So, you know, I, it's, it's funny because you think of her and Will kissing there, and then you think if she's, if he's the man in, man in black, man later, man in black treats her pretty bad. You know, we don't, I don't know that when he takes her in the barn and stuff that there's, you know, we assumed he was raping her and yeah. things in, in the future there, but, I don't know what's going on, and I feel like there's something more to that. But he does, he like hits her and stuff when, in that first episode. So he, I, he's kind of a, he is a bad guy. I feel like we've determined he is a bad guy. Depending on which way you take it, because it could have been like when you're playing the same story over and over again, you're trying to get past the stupid stuff to get on to the stuff you enjoy. Right. So was that just a way of him shortcutting the game to, get to where they're alone 
Possibly. And he could be like secluded with but her. But it kind of, but it's just so but, weird though. He's like, I like it when you fight and stuff, yeah. you know, I don't know. We won't, we don't know yet, but we will find out. I always got to try to find the good of people. Right, yeah. Oh yeah. So then we see them throwing around these bottles of nitroglycerin, which why you would do that, I don't know. But so then when you, you're drunk upset, and debauchery. Yeah. So then you find you're upset when they won't explode and kill you. <laughs> And so they turn on Logan like oh. you you're screwing us over, you know. This isn't, you know, this is tequila, this isn't nitroglycerin. So they blame Logan. They're capturing capture him. They're beating him and he's like looking at William, help me. William, no. Not after that. Not after what you just said to me. And he's basically he's willing to leave him there and he takes off with Dolores. Now what kind of repercussions is this going to have in the outside world? You're fired. You know, because you would think that Logan's not going to die in here, you know. this Unless unless that goes, like, we're alluding to this incident. Yeah, yeah, but that's back in the past, yeah. you know. I, but you're right. There, there's We may be heading to the second incident here yeah. on this loop. So he's not pretending anymore. So Will and Dolores... Get confronted by the Confederates again, and she ends up saving him. She ends up shooting everybody, and he's like, "You can very, shoot in a very badassery way, too." Yeah, and you're like, "We're like, wow, she can shoot," and she's like, "You said people come here to change the story of their lives. I imagined a story where I didn't have to be the damsel." Now, I was like, "Okay, wait. I'm trying to think which timeline somebody's going to give her permission to be able to shoot. It was so convoluted, convoluted a couple episodes ago. And I'm just when I'm like, I, I don't understand. I went to an interview with Nolan and he says she seems to be growing into her own personhood and making her own choices. But at the same time, she's hearing this voice and it makes you question how much of this is actually her doing. Westworld is a bit of a Russian nesting doll of reality. You are meant to wonder. Okay, I'm like, okay, so I, because you're saying that, I can't figure it out. That vo- like because we we did see where the the um, people are overseeing the park when we see like the 3D map of everything, and the voices in their head could be like someone that's on the programming side saying, you know okay, do this to progress to please the customer. And that and that could come through them as their consciousness saying, do this. Like when she couldn't shoot and then she could. And yeah, or I mean, is it, it like... We are supposed to wonder, he's saying. You know, we don't know yet. So many rappers. So Will and Dolores jump the train. They're getting out of there. It's their only escape. They get on there, go in the train car, and it's there's Lawrence and Slim's in the casket. Lawrence pulls a gun on him. They pull guns on him. And she decides to just point at Slim because he's full of nitroglycerin. Well, then everybody decides to just back down from that. What would happen if she'd have shot yeah. that thing? Would, would Will have got hurt? You know, we don't know. You know, I, he's not supposed to get hurt in this scenario. You know, he's a customer. If she's shooting something, I would assume that a, the, I guess now that I think about it, the pyrotechnic effect that would be needed to make that explosion would not be approved. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, is it really nitroglycerine or glycerine? Or is it some kind of chemical that yeah. would give the, I mean, you yeah. Know. Is that really blood? Yeah. Yeah. You know, who, who knows? But I, I kind of think it just w- wouldn't have happened. But they ended up deciding to just be friends. 
You know, and that's when he says, like he said, just call my friends call me Lawrence. And this we we see the beginning of this friendship, I guess, of Will and Lawrence, and what the man in black refers to as you used to be you and I are friends. You know? It, and she sees like a ma- there's the maze on the casket, and then all of a, yeah. they're they're in the background, and then we see a flash. They're not in the train car, which is a different loop where she's doing the same thing, and I believe that is the present loop, the same loop that ma- the man in black is on. She's doing this. She's retracing her steps now, what you know, like she did in the past with Will. She's redoing the loop. You know, who knows how many times she's done it, but she's doing. We've seen these flashes. She stands in the graveyard. They're there. They're not there. She talks to the girl at the well. You know, things are there. Things aren't there. It's, it's, she's doing the same thing over. I never thought about that, like her doing it in the present. She is. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. She's doing it multiple times. And I think that eventually on this loop that she's on in the present, that she's by herself, she's eventually going to run into the man in black. You know, where because it's almost like like when you're playing a game and you don't get to save, you start at the beginning. So her character every single time starts at the very very beginning, and it depends on how far she gets every single time. We don't, yeah, we don't know like how that. it ended in the yeah. in the in the part in the time of Will and Lawrence and Logan, and she's with them, and you know, we don't know how so that you think how this, that ends. This whole past storyline that we're actually seeing. Is her remembering things? Like I know we see it from Will it, Logan's point. We're, of view, they're all we're seeing it concurrently with everything yeah. else. You know, I, I don't. Yes, I think she remember. She's remembering things as she's doing it now, but I don't know. I don't think it's just her sitting there remembering it all. This is we're just getting to see that time. Anyway, because we're in an hour, we're going to keep <laughs> moving on here. See. Um, we're in the present, and this is the big scene. This is the scene we get to see Anthony Hopkins and, oh, and Ed so Harris good. together. So the man in black and Teddy go in this this bar, and Teddy's feeling terrible. So they sit down, and Ford just come brings their drinks and sits down with them. And for the you know, man in black looks a little impressed. I mean, it's like you are at Disney World or Jurassic Park, and here comes Walt Disney or John Hammond. To just sit down with you while you're... I never thought of it yeah. like that, but yeah. yeah. yeah now, like, this is one thing I thought of is because in the previous episode when he's talking to the um, lady in charge that's sleeping with Bernard and she says that the, corpor- the corporation's going to send someone and he says they already have. Is this the man in black? No, I think... Okay. Well, I mean, he, he is from the corporation. Yeah, I think so, yeah. but I don't think that that... Is what he was referring to. Um, anyway, so he probably wouldn't bother though with the man in black if he wasn't pretty important. You know? Yeah. Um. So Ed Harris says, "Hey Teddy, he's like everything good that's ever happened in your life and everything rotten. This is the guy you have to thank, right here, sitting across from you. Like, you know, they obviously know each other. He's like, so how am I doing, Robert? Which, which, first off, Robert Ford." Uh, assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Is this any, you know? Ooh. Does it have anything to do with that? That's a western. You know, it's a famous western name. I don't know that has anything to do with it, but it made me think. I'm sure that's an Easter egg of some sort. Yeah. So he says, "Am I any, any closer to finding what I'm looking for?" 
And Ford's like, what's that? And you're like, think, oh, we're going to, okay, we're going to get an answer to what he's looking for. Teddy interrupts, you know, we're looking for Wyatt. He took Dolores from her family. And Ford's like, that doesn't sound very familiar. But and, Teddy, like, perks up, like, yeah. ready to go, you, guns a-blazing. Ford's, like, calling out the man in black, like, that's not, that didn't happen. And, Ford, you know, you, you know that man in black's laughing, you know, like, yeah, I had to tell him whatever I, I had to tell him to get him to come with me, you know. They kind of exchange a glance about it. And, um, so he, uh, Man in Black seems to think basically that he is the arch villain in this world. And Ford even says that he, he himself lacked the creativity to even conceive of the Man in Black as someone for this world. You know, Man in Black just inserted himself. I'm the villain, you know, and, and he asks, you know, Ford, he says, is Wyatt, this character you added, is he going to prove to be a worthy boss, you know, for me to defeat? You know, is this, you've inserted him. Is this what finally, you know, I, this my, this, is this who I have to go up against? He's a, he's, and he, Man of Black's talking to Teddy and he's like, you know, the outside world's too easy. You have no purpose or meaning, but people come here and they find deeper meaning even that the creator wanted to express something true. And he's referring to the creator. He thinks of the creator as Arnold. That's who he wants to give all the credit to. And Ford's le- Ford says, if you want the moral of the story, all you have to do is ask. And he, he's like, no, 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 no. He has not given any credit to Ford. He says, he says, if I, you know, if I'm the moral of the story, I need a shovel. He's a, he's like, the answers died 35 years ago. He almost took this place with him, too. He said, but maybe he left something behind. I wonder what I'd find if I open you up. And he pulls his knife out, and Teddy immediately grabs the blade and slams it in the table. And you're like, there's different ways to look at that. Is this Ford exercising his omnipotence again? Does he make Teddy do that? Or, more likely, seeing as what I've read from the Nolans, is that this is that Samaritan reflex they talk about. If someone is going to harm a customer, a host will step in and st- and protect them. Hmm. So, however you want to get one or the other, Ford did it, or Ford did it by the programming. When they were talking, was everything going on in the background, or was everything stopped? I think things were moving. I think okay. it was just it was just going. Along. I don't remember anything stopping, but. You know, he, he says, are, are you, are you trying to stop me? You know, and Ford says, no, I, I'm not going to interfere with your self discovery. You know, basically, he's so important. This company owns this place, basically. It seems like now there's no reason to stop him, you know, but he doesn't know how big, how important this loop is going to get. It's almost like a, like in modern day, like when a company buys another company. They don't know what all they have, and they have like someone that goes in and takes inventory. Like, and besides, it's that, been thirty-five years. Yeah. If something hasn't went wrong with this man in black by now, why would Ford think that it's gonna? He's gonna ruin everything right right now. You've never made any headway yet. You've just been, you know, doing this. He's a he. A, Which, if the company was trans, if the company's behind it, Delos or whatever, yeah, is transmitting data. That could be where we would see the creation of these other parks, possibly. Yeah. Boy, you're, you're, let's stay in this season. <laughs> so Ford gets up, says something to Teddy, touches him, obviously doing something. And all of a sudden, Teddy is renewed. He's no longer weak. 
got his gun out. He's reloading. It's almost like he hit the reset yeah, button. Yeah, he, he did whatever he did, had to do to make him rejuvenated so he can go on helping the man in black. Which was great acting on James Morrison's oh, yeah. part from the t- the switch. Yeah, he was like, boom, time's wasting. Let's go. <laughs> so then we go to the final did, scene. Oh, that's what I was going to say is the liquor bottle. We got a good shot of that with the label, and I didn't get a chance to really look at it though. I felt like that had some kind of reference because uh, they had it like in the in the shot. It was like it was very pronounced. So I'm sure thinking. I will see photos of it. Like I, I had sent some photos to Michael about uh, the condensed milk can that Dolores keeps dropping. Well, in the old time with William, it's a l- just subtly different than in the the present timeline with the Man in Black. I think um, it went from like one word to two words. Instead, Maiden versa. Brand has a space between yeah. it and one of the times that it doesn't in the other. And I think the font is slightly different. But, uh, and if, you know, I, I was kind of saying. Which is perfect from a graphic design artist that I am. You've noticed it. Because you, that's something that happens a lot where like you lose the original file and you've got to recreate it and you can find something very close to it, but it's slightly different. Right. And, and I, you know, people were making fun of me thinking it's a, it's cause it's so subtle. But, uh, then I found it on the Westworld official Twitter feed. They said, I'm going to have to check those labels, you know, basically <laughs> yeah, confirming continu- my craziness. Con- continuity errors. Right. So we get to the final scene and Felix is in there with the bird trying to get in. He gets it flying and turns around and Maeve is standing there awake. Has the bird on her hand. I guarantee he crapped himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's got a bird in the hand. That's worth what, something. What, yeah, I was going to say, what does that say? Worth, it's worth something. I don't want to say anything. She's naked. <laughs> I don't want to say anything about that. So anyway, she. I feel like she's. she wants... Well, she says, you know, it's time, Felix, we need to chat, basically. And that's how the episode ends. Um, but he's an aspiring programmer. Obviously, she's going to want him to be doing something along those lines. I would well, say. Did you watch the previews? Yeah, I mean, it's see, there's so <laughs> I don't want to hardly go into that because yeah. there's so that's such a can of worms to open up. There's so much stuff they flash so quickly yeah. to suck and, you right and in. and we are both already the most crazy theorists there are. We would be here another hour, so we'll try not to touch that. But I did want to say I had a few notes about things. Um, like we said, we saw. Uh, the man in black saying, Lawrence, you and I are friends in a previous thing. You know, I feel like this, when we see the further adventures of Dolores and William, and now they're with Lawrence, you know, they're going to be buddies. You know, he, he said in a previous episode to Lawrence, he said, I know what tune you whistle, when you piss, what drink you drink. You know, he knows him intimately. They were friends. You know, now we're going to get to see that. Um, so, like, when he would come visit the park, he was his best bud. Well, and they would go at on least adventures. in this loop, yeah. you know, in that loop where they connect there, you know, after the nitroglycerin and everything, they were friends then, you know. So, anyway, so you made a, you pointed out to me that when we saw the picture of Arnold in episode three, when we saw the picture yeah. of Ford and Arnold, that Arnold, you know, didn't look like Bernard, like, yeah. you know, I'm saying he is, you know, it, it's, um, but he was dressed yeah, kind of the same. He had like a vest Sweater and stuff. Vest yeah. on him. So, um, there's, 
And we were talking about the timeline. When is this with the church? How long before this 34 years ago? Well, I, I revisited that episode. And well, because the church that we see with Ford is all black. Is that the same? It's, it's just tr- the steeple. Okay. But That's what I'm saying. I think is that it is the same yeah, church. Yeah. I, I guarantee it. Of it's the, the same church. He buried it all. He buried that in the past after whatever happened. And he's doing a lot of digging. He's digging it up. You know? <sighs> so anyway, I think, so I revisited that, what Ford was saying about Arnold and for three years, he said, before the park ever opened, that's back church times is what I'm saying. For those first three years, they did not open. After one year, they were able to pass the Turing test, which is where, you know, if you don't know that, that is fooling a human into believing that you are not not knowing, not recognizing that you're an AI. Which, on a side note, Google's AI just learned how to encrypt, encrypt itself. There's a scary thought. <sighs> But did it, did Google learn how to square dance like they did in that Not episode? Not yet. So that was the you know they were learning that. So then that's when Arnold wanted consciousness, this bicameral mind they talked about, and that's what he started working on. He it wasn't good enough that they could fool humans. He wanted them to have a consciousness. Consciousness. He well, he, he talked about like their first storylines were like more utopian like like of happiness. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. That's what Ford wanted, yeah. and and Arnold was like, "They'll no, nobody's going to go for it," and they didn't. But it, you know, but, but anyway, he was talking about you know that he did the bicameral mind thing, hear the voice of God, and I think that's you know that's this church time, and that lot, some hosts went crazy, you know, they went cray, they just couldn't handle it, and his search for consciousness in these creatures consumed him is what Ford said. And that's what it ended. He ended up, they say he kills himself. You know, what if, (laughs) what, what if the reason when we see that picture that we don't see Bernard the way we, you know, we don't see Arnold looking like Bernard, you know, according to our theory. Um, what if that is because, the same way that when Dolores looks at the picture in the first episode and she says, that looks like nothing to me. That looks like nothing to me because she can't. Her programming won't allow her. What if, since I believe Bernard is a host in the present, he can't see himself in, in that, that picture, picture and we are seen from his perspective. He can't see himself as Arnold and that someday soon we'll be seeing that picture and we'll see it for what it really is and it's him. As Arnold. Boy, that's a deep cut. <laughs> so, what I want to know is, well, first off, also, if you're into anagrams, <laughs> as far as even deeper crap, Bernard's last name is Lowe. An anagram of Bernard Lowe is Arnold Weber. <sighs> I don't know what Weber is, but those, le- those letters that are left over so yeah. make a, n- a nice la- last name of Weber. So if we ever hear anything about somebody be named Weber, there, you know, it's even more proof of them being the same person. What I want to know when we finish this up, because we, we need to wrap it up. If we're right on mo- all these theories we have, you know, and I think we are, are you going to be satisfied when it's revealed that we're right? 
Because I think a lot of people out there are not listening to stuff like that, this and having it broken down, and they just have no idea. And at the end of the season, it's going to be explained, and they're going to go, whoa, my mind is blown. And we're going to be like, yep. Is it going to be satisfying to you? Well, it it reminds me of J.J. Abrams was talking about how you get people enthralled in mystery and, and supernatural and things like that. It's all about the story structure of the layers of like finding these hidden keys and it dwelling into it. Like the journey is the entertaining part of it. Exactly. That's like, what, that's gonna, my exact feeling. You get it. caught up because you want to be the one person that figured it out before everyone else. You solved you just, the puzzle. You just wrote my bio. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the one that knows and can and can tell somebody else, you know, makes other people see it the way yeah. through my lens, you know. Um, I want to convince you of my theory, you know, and I hope I'm right, you know. And if I'm not, you know, I'm, I'll get satisfaction if I find out I'm not right and it's a good explanation, yeah. you know. That's fine too. I feel like we're most of what you know. We're, we're it's odds are we don't have everything right, you know, but. I'm not going to be dissatisfied when it's revealed, even if it's exactly right, because I'll feel it like you. The journey is what's fun. This is what's fun, getting to talk about it. My rule of thumb is as long as it's a good story and well done, anything is up for grabs. And it is the the journey of, of finding all the little – And like it reminds me of in middle school. I, I can remember in um, my math class, like we would always have an extra credit problem that – was a few years ahead of us and we would if we were able to solve it on our own time we would get extra credit and that's what this show reminds me of is like if you dwell in deep enough and you're going to get all these little extra tidbits because you're going you're getting more out of it than just sitting there watching right. it okay it's an event i i totally agree and i'm going to give one last tidbit tidbit this is we're signing off i'm going to give you the last thing to think about michael <laughs> great what if we have we haven't seen Teddy in that past timeline. We ha- we haven't. People want you know. We heard them say at one point that Teddy, you know, Ford told Teddy, "You are to keep her on her loop. You were brought here. You were you were brought here to make this stop where she's screwing everything up in the past. We brought you here to stop it." And we know that if in the past, if she was successful, where she became, she's, she's learning all these things. She's becoming, you know, realizing herself, doing things that she couldn't do before. Then why is she not like that in the present? Why is she having to do it all over again in the present? You know, that's why people didn't believe there was more than one timeline because she's, she's not, why, why would she have to do it all over? What if the, you know, you think of it, there was a total reset. And the and Teddy is the total reset, like Noah's Ark, resetting the world. Maybe that's why his name is Teddy Flood. And with that, hold on before you <laughs> slide off, because I'm going to go down conspiracy theory oh lane again, because I like to use this and compare it to real life. What if the same could be said of of people that come in and out of your life to stop you from achieving your potential or people that come into your life to help you achieve your potential right from our alien overlords <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh 
Yeah, that's that's really good because Teddy was brought in to keep her on her loop. I can and we see haven't that. seen him in the past yet. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to see him at the end of that loop with Will and Lawrence well, and her. You you could say in this uh, first timeline or whatever that she actually has the feelings of falling in love with the Will. And so they needed to give her a love interest to keep her on track. Okay, yeah. So that's like, yeah, I where I was that. saying, well, that's where I was mixed yeah. up. Where I was saying, I thought she loved Teddy. Well, Teddy wasn't there yet. Yeah, when Will was there, and Teddy's come coming, going to come at the at the end of that. Like loop, she I think. she upgraded. She was capable of feeling yeah. love. So they had to navigate that emotion to something concrete right. for her, so she would stay on her loop. Because if not. She would start evolving again and be looking for the man. Yeah. That man. He, that's what Ford told him. Your job is to make sure she goes to that farm every night, and you get killed, and somebody gets to rape your girlfriend. That's her loop. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what he so said. Sad. And it, you know, it's like that's what has happened. So anyway, we're only halfway through the first season. We have so much to look forward to. You're stuck with me every week for the next five weeks. So we're going to come in here and talk about this again. So I hope everybody's enjoying it out there. We've had we had several downloads for this, and um, well, guess expect who's... more. We're gonna we we got this one out timely. This is out the same week yeah. as the episode, so we're gonna try to keep that up through the rest of the season. And I specifically got a subscription to HBO Now, which I got a thirty day trial. So guess who's getting a a thirty month paid <laughs> subscription to HBO Now? Well, you have to now. You're, you're screwed now. Okay, we better sign off. All right, got lives. Um, as always, I am the illustrious Michael. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, as always, I am the illustrious Michael K. Easton, and I am El Puba. <laughs>